A hundred. A hundred proper fucking episodes. One hundred? That's illegal. Yeah. Does this mean we can go into syndication now? That's how that works, yeah. <laughs> we, we can be done? No. <laughs> Don't forget, you're trapped here forever. to the bad game cast this is jake jason and i'm elsa and this time for our very special episode 100 we played cyberpunk 2077 laser sounds laser sounds <laughs> cyber sounds <laughs> oh no don't go there <laughs> i take it back already that's just the keyboard going that's just clickety clack and uncomfortable mouth noises Oh, man. Yeah, so, like, fuck it. Before we even get into it, like, I'd, uh, I was trying to think of some easy shit we could do for episode 100. Like, you know, maybe just uh, do a clip show. <laughs> Nobody wants to edit a fucking clip show. <laughs> uh, or, like, we could just have a roundtable discussion on, like, you know, the past 100 episodes. How fun would that be? I guess we could do that for Patreon. <laughs> no one is free of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're listing things that still might happen. Yeah, fuck. Anyway, like... Given to the way of the goose. No, goose was the last game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> so, like, I almost, like, I feel silly for this game. Like, even people that don't play video games are aware of fucking the clusterfuck that was cyberpunk. <laughs> Right, like, it made serious headlines. So, let's go through it anyway, though. Cyberpunk, released September 2020, developed and uh, is produced as well, right? By CD Projekt Red, released on fucking everything, and then pulled from a lot of stuff. Cyberpunk. For those who don't know, uh, if this is your first time on planet Earth, let me say welcome also. Cyberpunk is a uh, first-person open-world RPG set in a cyberpunk world. It's like cyberpunk as a genre or as a property is this dystopian near-future science fiction genre that combines like advanced tech, uh, corporation-dominated worlds, and honestly, some sort of crime element organized crime you know you're on the streets doing bad things for bad people and it's a genre that explores a lot of like i don't know technology and humanity and power and all that shit and uh i want to say it started as like a tabletop rpg before then uh it started from uh the book neuromancer okay yeah so like the this specific set is a tabletop rpg uh the you know phrase cyberpunk comes from the cyberpunk uh tabletop game and yeah it's uh the book neuromancer is like the uh, kind of origins of the like the genre, genre yeah whereas this is you know a specific world within that kind of idea in uh because i was reading neuromancer uh as well like, as i was playing this game to just like prepare for it because like that's a book i've wanted to read it's been on my radar for a book's been out forever uh night city is in there then there's a lot of stuff like i'm not gonna get into the book <laughs> fucking email me or whatever but <laughs> i thought it was uh, interesting because I thought that like uh, Night City was specifically from the tabletop. I don't read books, so I don't have anything to contribute. <laughs> 
Elsa, an actual book wizard, have you read it? Uh, weirdly, no. Um, is it on audiobook? Because at this point, I consume most of my books through that medium. Probably. I don't know. I read All right, paper so books like a dork. I, guess... I don't do fucking audiobooks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do you like? Do you like have to have that tactical, tactile sensation of no. pages? Or tactical, do you yes. like e-readers? Yes, tactical books. <laughs> uh, no, I don't mind e-readers. And like, uh, if I can find a book easier on uh, a digital format than I can uh, physical, like I've got no problem reading something, say, on my phone. And like, if I've got a long drive ahead, I've got no problem listening to an audiobook either. I just, that's not usually how I do it. I just prefer a book that I can put on a shelf when I'm done. Jason, these nerds are talking about books. What about cyberpunk? We got a lot to go. Ah, uh, ha, ho. What, which part of, about cyberpunk? The beginning. <laughs> oh, am I already on the plot of the game? <laughs> the vidja? Seems like a good place to start. Great. <laughs> Ah, uh, so you play as Veach. Character's nickname. Uh, at one point, you actually get your name used, and you tell them not to use it again. But I don't remember what it is. Huh? I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know so, if I ran into that. Um, you get to make your character. There's a, a fair amount of options. Um, we'll get into the exact character creation maybe later, maybe not, or like this will go long and we'll forget about it. But there's some amount of options. It's enough for you to kind of make your V yours. It's Valerie or Vincent. And you then get to pick a starting point. There is either the Nomad start, the Street Kid start, or the Corpo start. Now, this gives you a few different interactions throughout the game, but also, uh, it's your first, like, mission, but it's really only, like, one-ish mission. For the street kid, you are trying to... A guy gives you a job to steal a car. When you go to steal the car, uh, one Jackie Wells is also trying to steal the car, and you both get caught by the police, and the police... You end up convincing the police basically to let you go. They're just like, like, it's not worth our time. Just get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> is that how that works? Yeah, it's how life All works. Right. Uh, the corpo, you are... Your boss is trying to use you to, like, kill their boss uh, as, like, some corporate espionage bullshit. And uh, you get, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Like, you get your finances frozen when the, your boss's boss finds out and they, like, burn you, I guess. Makes sense. Sure. And that's how you fall in with Jackie. And the nomad. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, with the nomad, yeah, you um, at the one I picked for my one playthrough, um, you essentially just run a smuggling job for Jackie. You meet him on the outskirts of town, and he has this package he needs to get inside of Night City, but he needs somebody to like skirt around all the military corpo, you know, security, and kind of goes to shit. But uh, you you succeed, and uh, at the end, you're like your your nomad clan has sort of fallen apart anyway. So you're like, fuck it, I'm just gonna make a new life in Night City and Jackie's like the first guy I know so I'm gonna hang out with him. And then you get a montage of you and Jackie living together, doing crimes you know, bonding. Bro stuff. Yeah, and then that cuts you to the first act one the first section of the game where the tutorial mission is you rescuing someone. It's not important really plot wise. No, the uh, the lady on ice, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just tutorial. Uh, you get back to where you're uh, it's at Watson is the north district. That's Sounds right. It's where you live. And uh, Watson is on lockdown. So this is how they like stop you from exploring. You can only explore Watson in Act 1. Yeah, which is weird because it isn't like you're not stuck in Watson. It just like turns 
turns you around when you leave. So, God, it's funny as I'm like thinking through everything and it'll get to this. The main plot of this game is actually fairly short. It really is. Yeah. Like, which is uh, is there is not what I consider to be like what makes the game good. But uh, the main plot, you uh, get a job from one. He's fat. He's got a golden Dex. arm. Dex. Dexter Deshaun. Dex has a job for you. Uh, and he's like a much bigger crime person than you've been working with. Yeah, he's a... Um... He's a... Uh, go on, Jake. No, I can't think of the word. I want to say they call them fixers. Yeah, fixer. The uh, Basically the middlemen between uh, are... people what need a job doings and the people what doing the jobs. But for crimes. Was that not clear? <laughs> I mean... They don't necessarily have to be crime, but yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, Deshaun is a uh, fixer who is uh, higher up on the totem pole of Night City than you, right? He he deals with more expensive stuff. He's got more recognition. He's got a bigger name and clout, which is important in Night City, right? It's this very, like, tiered structure where, like, you have to get big enough to people for people to recognize you, blah, blah, blah. Which is weird. You'd think that's not a thing that you... You want if your entire goal is to go out and do crime not i mean like name recognition is one thing face recognition well i guess it's not like they can't just change their faces whenever so that's much less a big deal i'm sure yeah and like one of the city's main things is crime so like <laughs> my city's chief export our major export is crime <laughs> yeah like being like hey i do crimes isn't like oh man shit this guy's gonna get taken by the cops because like like, the cops are crooked and the cops do crime. Like, it's Night City, baby. So you meet Dex. And Dex is like, all right, I got this job for you. And this job is to steal a chip from Arasaka. I forget his name. To clarify, this is a computer chip, not a Dorito. Correct. Well, I mean, it's not even like a computer chip. It's like a super sweet technology thing. The super sweet technology <laughs> thing is... Uh, a Dorito. Is a Dorito. <laughs> it's got the most flavor. So much flavor, it contains someone's soul. Uh, soul Ritos, if you will. I will not. I absolutely will. <laughs> It tastes like cigarettes and whiskey. <laughs> so this is the job. You've got some stuff to do beforehand because it's going to be in the penthouse of a hotel and you need a robot and uh, to potentially talk to the woman who set up the, the woman who set up the job. I Evelyn. Yeah. God, I was blanking mm -hmm. on her name for so long. You meet up with her and Judy. It's an old lady name. And that is where you get to do the whole brain dance thing, which initially uh caused people to have seizures hmm. yeah did you not know yeah. this was one of the controversies with the game i i knew there was a thing but i didn't know what it was yeah it was the brain dances the flashing lights mm, yeah makes sense yeah did they change it uh, afterwards? Because like right now I just played the game and like when you enter the brain dance, it was more like spotlights that just got brighter. I believe they changed it, but I don't know. Okay. So yeah, um, one of many controversies <laughs> that this game is uh, rife with them. So it's where you do the whole brain dance thing. It's this mini game that's like lets you look and hear stuff and blah, blah, blah. I didn't actually like the brain dance sections. 
I thought. Yeah, it lets you watch recordings in like 3D space and like scan items in the recording. It's like almost like a forensic tool. You're investigating a scene. So uh, it maybe they come up more. I I thought they were going to be a bigger deal than uh, the parts that I have seen. They don't really. Which like I really liked it. I thought it was cool. Uh. So you do that, and then you can go to, you get the uh, special tech military robot from, uh, it got, here we go, it got klept, which is stolen. It got stolen. <laughs> uh, come on, guys. We got words. Uh, yeah, klept. Yeah. <laughs> by uh, a group's called Maelstrom. They are an interesting group. But... These are the Borg-looking motherfuckers. Yep. yep. What's fun is you have a ton of options, technically, with how to deal with this. <laughs> the proper way is with swords. Right <laughs> yeah, through that's... Right through all of their crazy robot brains. I know how I handled it, and it uh, it wasn't as peaceful as I think the game wanted me to handle it. But I tried. It's more than I can say on my first playthrough. I tried being cool. I tried being cool, too. I tried to pay them off with, like, corpo money, and apparently the corpos, like, had a tracking device in the money that they paid them, and then, like, descended upon them, and the jig was up, and then violence happened. I think violence happens every time. Yes, but it depends on which side you end up on. Uh, when I went mm. my full hacker playthrough the second time through, I took the corpo money, I disabled their tracking device and paid for the robot with it. And I was like, hey, here's corpo money. I took the tracking device. You're welcome. They checked the money. They're like, yeah, it's clean. Here's your robot. And then the corpos showed up and me and Maelstrom fought the corpos. Mm. Oh, what? Hell yeah. That's fascinating. Me and the robot dudes. That's cool. Taking down the establishment. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't. I was like, here's your totally bug corpo money. Give me my robot so I can bounce. Oh, I didn't even get that far the first time. You mean when old... He just uh, kicked in the front door and said, give me your blood. Well, no, because they, they lead you in the first time, right? Because they got all the mines and stuff so that you are forced to talk to them. And then once I was talking to them, I was like, no, nah, give me the robot. And they're like, no. And I was like, all right, Dex already paid for it. Give me the robot. And they're like, no. And I was like, great, sword through the chest it is. <laughs> they did it. They disagreed with that. They were wrong. You woke up today and chose violence. Swords. <laughs> so you get your stuff together, and then you have the heist. Uh, the heist is the end of Act 1. It's a uh, lot of story here. Oh, yeah. I was, like, I was trying to think, like, man, like you, uh, there's a lot to get through, so I'm not complaining. But right. it's it, like, man, it's bust through a lot of that. Because there's a lot of side stuff that gives you, like, knowledge or intel, but it's not really the connected to the main plot. Because really... Really, the main plot kicks off at the end of Act 1. You go to steal this chip. It's a biochip. And when you grab it, uh, I, God, I, again, the, so there's, what's his name? Arasaka, who is the uh, son of older Arasaka. Yeah. And oldest Arasaka <laughs> shows up and is like, you know, telling his son, like, I know you stole the chip, like you're short-sighted and are going to ruin the company. It's why I'm never going to leave you in charge. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, the heist goes off. You end up into the room that these two end up confronting each other. And so you're hiding watching this whole thing play out. Yeah, and then uh, young Arasaka mercs old Arasaka. And now you're like, oh shit. You, you've you stolen a thing and now the like, one of the strongest people like uh, monetarily and like power wise in the world is dead in the room that you just stole from. Right, you've given son Arasaka like the perfect alibi and scapegoat just served up on a silver platter. You are fucked. 
sucked. Yeah. You try to escape. The guards see you. You're now, like, the hotel's on lockdown. And uh, you, like, slide down some glass as you're trying to get away. And you fall back, like, into part of the hotel. This causes the case, the special case that the biochip has to stay in to maintain its integrity, like, cracks. And the chip starts degrading. And so you call Evelyn, who knows about the chip, and she's like, you got to put it in your brain. So Jackie does. Great. Then you fight your way out of the hotel. Uh, it, bo- both times, they um, they take they take your weapons. And I, um, I got to say, they don't plan for you to be the weapon. <laughs> both of my plays. Wait, through, Jason, was, did you? This was not difficult. Y- did you have sword arms by the time you did the heist? I did. Oh, wow. I don't think I had enough money for that. Oh, I did almost every side quest available. I had like 100,000 gold. Okay. Gold. I love it. <laughs> yeah, the, It's game the, currency. It's gold. The uh, <laughs> credits or Nguyen or fucking whatever. That's uh, a conversation we'll have later. Because uh, Elsa, I don't know about you, but that certainly wasn't my fucking experience. But by the time I got around to the heist, uh, I had a bunch of skills and two pistols. So as soon as I got a gun, like I was fine. Uh, honestly, the heist was probably the most difficult portion of the game for me. Just because of the whole like having to find guns. And I... I had been rocking a sword and no swords. So I had to like just pistols and submachine guns that I picked off off guards and I didn't have really any points in any of those. So it was kind of rough. I had to use stealth for like half of it to try you know, neutralize as many as I could before they inevitably saw you. You really can't do stealth for the thing if you can. Good job, God Gamer. Well, in the uh, burglar patricide room, uh, Sun Arasaka has this sick ass pistol that was way better than what I was using anyway. So like, I had that and then just I started to stealth and then thought fuck this and then just capped every motherfucker as I just walked through that fucking place also if and I don't blame you for not knowing this um, the best sword in the game is actually in there so you can have a sword really yeah if uh, instead (laughs) of going out like the where the it shows you like hey here's a window go out here if you go up to where old man Arasaka came from you go up to the helipad and his helicopter is up there and his uh, katana is in his helicopter. Um, what? And it has God like, damn. Uh, its attack is slightly lower than swords of its level, but it has like a 10 times crit modifier or something. So if you sword people in the head, you just decapitate them. <laughs> it is a literal vorpal blade. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't get that. So I struggled a bit. But, you know, we all got down to the bottom, escaped. Jackie's filled with holes. It's very tragic. I mean, before that, uh, T-Bug, your hacker, uh, she gets her brain fried. Yeah, the third person in your group. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so T-Bug's, bug. T-Bug's dead. Uh, Jackie, full of holes. Your uh, sentient car, uh, the Delamain. <laughs> I fucking love Delamain. Drives you out character. of there and takes you to the rendezvous. Uh, Jackie hands you the biochip. is like, you hold on to it while I die here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he dies there, uh, which you now get the option to uh, where to send Jackie's corpse, which is, you know, bleak, I guess. So you can either send him to his mom or to the secret fourth member of your crew, uh, the Ripper Doc. Can't you send? Yeah, because that would be like you send him to his girlfriend who works for the, or she has a shop outside the Ripper Doc. Yeah. Or the cab will uh, dispose of the body. Just oh, I see. whatever, yeah. whatever the cab's going to 
going to do with the corpse. I sent him home. Yeah, right. Probably just incinerate it. 100%. So, because this actually affects which quest you get later, and one of them is nearly objectively oh. better than the rest. Uh, I also sent him uh, his body to his mom. Yeah. Uh, you then go see Dex, and Dex is, well, mm, freaking out because, well, it's news everywhere. <laughs> it turns out you stole uh, one of the most uh, powerful, important pieces of technology from the most powerful people, and the old dude just kicked it. <laughs> by kicked it, I mean was murdered by his son. But, you know, they don't know that. So you're uh, all over the news. And Dex is like, hey, did you steal the chip? Do you still have it? And you're like, yeah, I got the fucking chip. I, though I think you can say no, but I don't think it changes anything. Nah. Because Dex is like, all right, we tying up loose ends. Blah! And he shoots you in the head. <laughs> and and here's the thing that I feel like this um this sequence was um played during the promo of this game. So like I knew this was coming and kind of was frustrated with the fact that I knew it was coming. Yeah. Um. This I, I I definitely remember seeing it during some game show. Yes. The sequence with Dex confronting you and his guard grabbing you was a part of I think one of the la the that have been like twenty nine teens e3 mm -hmm. leading up to it that was the one with keanu i think your breathtaking right. yeah yeah so like yeah um the whole early part of this game is you kind of know it's happening like it's gonna happen if you've seen any of the material you see uh like i hadn't uh intentionally i was avoiding everything about this game um but like you you could see that coming like that's oh yeah and they again they telegraph jackie dying like whoa yeah look you can't have a character and you're like you're driving to the hotel and he's just like oh man we finally made it we we, we did it we made it to the big times life yeah. is gonna be so different after this and i'm like you are so dead he gives you the fucking two days to retirement speech like oh you're so mm -hmm. fucked <laughs> anyway your character's dead now uh, and now you get to play as johnny silverhand you yell at some people in a crowd at one of your underground shows, and then you uh, go nuke Arasaka Tower. Adam Smasher beats you up, and then you get your mind erased. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. First off, <laughs> dude's name is fucking Adam Smasher. Yep. That's amazeballs, especially because when you'd seen him before, he is just a mechanical Goliath with a human face. Like, he's just swapped everything out for fucking military parts. Adam fucking Smasher. He wanted to be just a fucking Abrams tank with a face and a name. That is actually a complaint I have with the game, but we can get to that later. <laughs> okay. So you play through these uh, memories of one Johnny Silverhand, and then you get this, you know, uh, relic rebooting, and you're now your character again, and you're walking through this weird, like, phasey world, and you come up and you touch uh, Johnny Silverhand slash Keanu Reeves' shoulder, and he's like, hey, who are you? And you wake up. You're alive. You did it. You start crawling out of the literal garbage heap. <laughs> that you're in. <laughs> yep. And as you do, you see, why, who is it but Dexter Deshaun? Oh, and I got, a, I guess, uh, a character that I didn't mention before, uh, Old Man Arasaka's bodyguard. Fuck, what is his name? Goro Takamura. Yeah, good old Goro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he drags uh, Deshaun over to you, and he's like, this the person? Dex is like, yeah, now let me blap. Yeah. <laughs> that was very satisfying. He doesn't even get to finish his fucking sentence, Goro just shoots him in the fucking head. So Goro takes you to the car and is like, he needs you to like prove what happened. Mm-hmm. Right, because he's still loyal to old man. Yeah, he feels like 
I mean, it doesn't just feel like, like, he failed old man Arasaka, and young man Arasaka doesn't trust him, and so he's been, like, basically put on the outs, and he needs to prove what actually happened and regain his honor. Great. So he takes you out, and uh, you both get shot at a bunch from, I, I swear it's just some, like, no-name goons. They come at you on motorcycles. Yeah. Yep. It's a whole car shooting section, which there's, like, yeah. two of. Uh, you crash your car, you're both injured, you call... Uh, the Delamain to come get you and take you back to Doc where uh, you get patched up, kinda. You're still seeing crazy you get, shit. <laughs> you get diagnosed with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and this, this is where Doc is like, uh, yeah, so the thing in your head, the biochip that you stole, is the relic. It contains n- nanites and the, uh, like... The psyche of uh, yeah, another it, person. It's just not just the memories, but the literal, like, brain, essentially, of a person coded onto a chip. And the relic thinks that you are, like, because of the bullet damage, the relic is now overwriting your brain with their brain. Great. It's fucking brutal. Yeah. The doctor can't say how long you've got, but as time goes on, you were going to slip away, and the personality in that chip is going to consume you. So... This is why you don't just slot dirty things into yourselves, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Now you are faced with... <laughs> you get terminal Keanu's. <laughs> Dealing with Keanu the whole time, as Johnny Silverhand is along for the ride and angry. A cunt. While you are trying to figure out how to not die. Yeah. Yeah, good fucking look with that. There's uh, You initially come up with three ideas. Goro's idea is to put in with Arasaka. They designed and built the chip, so they know the most about it. You also have the idea about, I don't remember his name. He's a dude. He helped design the chip and fled Arasaka and is currently on the run, as well as Evelyn Parker, the one who hired you to find the chip. She clearly knows something about it because she hired you to go find it. Your three leads. I, I'm not sure what to do because two of them I don't uh, think matter at all, technically. Right. They're more of just a stepping stepping off point to like introduce you to some of the main NPCs slash uh, romance interests and like their entire side or stories and arcs, right? Yeah, so Evelyn will lead you to Judy, who is the female-female love interest, uh, and it takes you uh, all through Judy's stuff. It introduces you to the... Oh, Oh God! What what are the people in Pacifica? The Voodoo Boys. Yeah, introduces you oh, to yeah. the Voodoo Boys and all of that. The finding the guy introduces you to Rogue because she's the most powerful fixer in Night City, so she knows about everything. And to get Rogue's favor, you have to help Pan Am, the male-female uh, love interest. And Pan Am leads you down the Nomads, the Aldecados, uh quest line and all of that, as well as her personal missions. Again, Judy, her personal missions all branch out of that. So that's what those do. To continue the story, the actual main story is Goro's quest line. <laughs> hmm. So, yep. um, because we're coming up to about as far as I've gotten, and uh, we'll talk about all of the side quest fuckabout that I was doing 
because, man, I've put some time into this game. Not really touched the main story. I finished up with Judy. I had progressed through with Goro up to... You know, you say you finished up. Oh. She stopped, like, I stopped getting quests at a certain point. Have you gone to the house by the lake? No. Okay, you're not done. Does she do that if you're not... But does she do that if you're not uh, compatible? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I went scuba diving with her in my first playthrough. I want to go scuba diving with Judy. Yeah, it was a great time. I I swam around her, and she was like, are you checking out my ass? And I was like, yep. She was like, fucking dumbass. And I'm like, yep. Yeah. Uh, All right, well, so I I guess I wasn't done. Uh, I had gone along with Goro up until you have to uh, plan around a parade. And then I started doing the uh, Pan Am Rogue Aldicado fun, and I just got to where you have the dude in a room and Goro just showed up. Okay, Great. so you're like halfway through the game. <laughs> yeah, so this is partly interesting. Like, all of this branching stuff, the whole area is unlocked now as well. So you can do most every side quest at this point. Which is what I was working my way through. Right. And again, there's better ones, worse ones. Uh, There is a side quest at this point that will lead you to River, who is the female male love interest. He's a detective. You have to find- And he's just like tracking down lost kids. And yeah, his nephew is one of the lost kids. And it's it's honestly, I think the shortest um, set of side quests for any NPC from what I was seeing. Uh, It's not particularly long. I think it's only like five or six quests, but it's real fucked up hmm. i mean you know dude is kidnapping kids and then like like no matter what that's not ending well sure yeah, yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> keeping them on a like uh, farm and pumping them full of drugs look that's only going two ways then and yeah uh, neither of them good it's uh it's not a good time <laughs> mm. so but you save his nephew mm. Mm. judging by the look on your face there mm. <laughs> i mean you don't save everyone but uh yeah, so there's like, I, I will probably have to come back to some of these side quests because I really like some of them and I won't talk about the ones I don't like because they were mostly whatever. But the main story continues when you do go with Goro and he says, hey, we should meet with Lady Arasaka. <laughs> I don't know her name. Daughter Arasaka. Yeah, daughter Arasaka. Three Jane, yeah. Because if we can convince her of what happened, then, you know, that gives us a into you, pre- you you know, you tell her what really happened. We get her on our side and then we can plan to get rid of uh, murderer brother Arasaka. And once we depose him, we can get you the help you need. This revolves around hijacking a parade. Oh, okay. So I was going to ask, um, in order to get a meeting with her, you have to talk to her right hand man who meets you by the dock somewhere. Yeah. Uh, this did not go well for me. Oh, he tra- straight up tells you this ain't happening. Oh, okay. Like, I didn't know if that yeah, was a I thing don't... that like you could get through. Nope. I didn't get the impression that that was ever going to happen. Yeah. So you set up this whole elaborate plan. She is going to be on one of the floats that is flying because, you know, flying vehicles, uh, not like floats like a regular parade. This is cyberpunk. So it's actually flying through uh, Japantown. The floats float. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a memorial for her father, right? That's the point of the parade. Mm -hmm. You take out the snipers and then like jump into her float. Uh talk with her briefly i don't remember exactly how this goes goro kidnaps her yeah and takes her to a second Ooh. location yeah because then you, you run and into you go, her, okay go to the second location you run into her bodyguard and you beat him up and goro's like please don't kill him too late dude <laughs> D- did you blades oh, around no, someone's Jason. gotta die <laughs> 
See, here's the thing. I fucking hit him with my sword a million times. And then he fell down and I'm like, don't kill him. I'm like, okay. So I'm glad I didn't like, you know, click one more time on his body. Okay. So um, because I was bouncing back and forth between just punching dudes with my gorilla arms, uh, before we were recording, Elsie, uh, you were talking about not having the tech to get through doors, which I'm sure we will get to. You know, if your strength is high enough, oh, yeah. you can just tear shit open. You don't even have to worry about it. I don't understand what the problem is. But I, you um, know, I did that sometimes too, but go on. So I would, uh, if I wasn't using the pistol, I was just punching dudes. And just to make sure after I'd knocked them out, I would go up to them, assuming I didn't get the like throat punch death animation. I would go up and then just uh, punch their head into the ground to make sure that they were dead. We don't leave jobs half finished around here. <laughs> no half measures, Walter. Also, it technically gives you more experience because you get experience for defeating enemies, even when they're not killed, but you also get experience for killing enemies. So you get more experience for getting a uh, non-lethal drop attack and then going up and killing them. Huh. What? The more you know, it I doesn't know matter. That. Whatever, I'm just in it for the double tap. <laughs> so, yeah, you get to the second location. Goro is there, she's there. You talk briefly. It goes... Jason, 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 Jason. How many times did you knock? I don't remember. <laughs> so Goro sends you a text like, remember, four knocks. And he like says it like four different times and you can respond, okay, okay, geez, I get it, four knocks. And then you can be a contrarian. It gives you an option to knock once, knocks three times, knock four times. If you do it correctly, you just go in. But I, you know, I saved my game and I knocked three times just for the lulls. And then I waited a second and then it gave you a prompt to knock again and the door explodes and you die. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Goro is not fucking around. Okay, so up to that point, when Goro texts you, and he texts you a lot, like, it, it gives you options for Goro, and you can just fuck with him. <laughs> oh, especially because he texts you the dumbest yeah. shit. He's like, remember, the eagle crows at midnight. And you're like, what? <laughs> I, I'll be there at midnight. That's all you had to say. The silvery eel swims against the tide. And he's like, what are you talking about? And like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> There's one time he's just sending you texts that is are his like searches for like local food. So he's like literally your grandpa on Facebook typing in like, you know, Denny's period. Enter. I fucking love Goro. Well, then, I, I'm kind of sad you didn't get to this point because I'm kind of curious. So you talk, you, you knock four times. I don't remember anything specific about this conversation other than it going very medium. Um, Because it's fresh in my mind, you um, go up to daughter Arasaka and say, hey, so uh, your brother killed your father. And that's pretty fucked up, ain't it? And she's like, I don't believe you, but maybe I believe you. And then the wall explodes. Yeah, because then the wall explodes. Oh, <laughs> like I remember her being like, I'll listen to you. And then the wall explodes and it's like okay cool so what what did you did you do the thing i i'm not really sure what you're saying because like i just fled the building so you let goro die was, you monster was there was an option you can go back upstairs and save goro oh my god i let goro die i thought he was already dead nope. they told me he was already dead yeah johnny silverhand johnny tells you he's already me. dead johnny silverhand who fucking hates goro oh. Ah. <sighs> 
Christ. Yeah, no, I shouldn't have listened to him. I'm the worst. God, I gotta play again now, and I gotta load up, and I gotta save Goro and do everything right. I was ho I was hoping Jake was already past this point, too, because then, you know, it's that, yeah, you could save Goro. I didn't on my first playthrough, because I, yeah, didn't, like, even realize, and then I've played through the game twice now. Look, if it makes me run and Goro's not there talking to me, then I would have gone back up to see what the fuck happened to Goro. Uh, yeah, so the thing explodes. Johnny tells you, you just gotta get out of here. If you just get out of there, uh, yeah, you can go back up and save Goro. Uh, otherwise, you just book it out of there because uh, shit's gone real wrong. <laughs> Dude, why does the wall explode? So, Arasaka. Arasaka shows like, up. Yeah, all right. You kidnapped. Yeah, no, like, I get why. <laughs> why Arasaka would be there. I'm just like... <sighs> And now we're at the point of no return. God, is this really it? Yep, sure is. Jesus, really? In terms of uh, main plot, yes. Because this is act mm -hmm. three. And I don't believe there's like really, there's like maybe one main mission to set up. Hey, you need to go here to the point of no return. And that's it. Other stuff does potentially <laughs> happen in act three. But main mission wise, nah, it's pretty much it. Damn. You talk to daughter Arasaka and she's basically like you can join her to help you know destabilize her brother she, she is offering you this lifeline that it's arasaka tech in your head that's killing you help her take control of the company she helps you that's her offer okay you're just supposed to like reveal uh his treachery at like a board meeting and you know testify against him and all this bullshit but that's that sounds boring let's not do that so at this point, you head to the rooftop above uh, Misty's shop because you got a decision make. And there are five, four, five different endings. I want to say it's five. So you can accept her offer. Go in with Arasaka. Which, uh puts you in space they uh i'm s space just the space they yeah. just shoot you off into space so the the whole soul killer program that takes people's you know whole psyche and stores it um they store all of those psyches on a satellite oh fuck they got more than one yeah damn they got a whole thing for it well like because you get a a flashback of what happened to johnny silver Hand. And he, like, had a hard-on hatred for Arasaka anyway. And then after they, you know, um, kill him and trap his soul in the machinery, <laughs> a fucking literal ghost in the shell, like, you get his um, undying hatred for them. Like, sure, that, that makes sense. Not just his uh, anti-corpro terrorism shtick he had going on. But I guess because he's, like, he's the first one, right? And then, like, where they're working on it, it's a thing that they can do. Yeah. So, like, you don't know if there's any more. I mean, that was 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like I hadn't got to where if there were any more like I kind of just assumed it was just him and they're like yeah this is kind of fucked isn't it nah it is kind of fucked and it's great <laughs> they catch you trying to steal their secrets bam go to fucking soul prison yep fuck it's called Makoshi and yeah it's where they put you when they wipe you from existence Arasaka's fucked yo like that's so much effort it's so much work like why did I just fucking ice him god oh uh, because you know now they could you know still spin you up if they want yeah what if they need a play thing yeah uh, <laughs> so you you basically get sent to Makoshi as they try to figure out how to like they they separate your brain from silver hand but they can't put you back without your body still dying so you get to have like one last call to your uh, people on earth 
but unknown period of time before you may or may not ever be fixed or you just end up in the Makoshi. And that's the ending, huh? Yep. It's not. Okay. It's not great. Damn. It the- For the, uh, yeah. It theoretically has the highest upside if they come through on their promises, but you don't get to see any of that. <laughs> so it also has the, you might just be imprisoned forever. Hmm. Kind of feels like there was a thread of vagueness to all these endings because like the ending that I chose, I, um, with my nomad background, I was really into the Aldicado story, which is a different nomad clan, an actual functioning nomad clan that Pan Am is a part of. And she's one of the major NPCs that you throw in with. And you help them out. You like save their leader from a rival gang. You help them like pick up some tech. You help them, you know, bust some convoys and you help them steal a tank eventually. And that's sort of the end of that like major plot line. And it's all, it's all interesting. I, I like it. Um, and so I decided, you know what, I'm going to use them and they're going to help me break into Arasaka and like fix this shit. And so you take your tank, you take your convoy and you just start an assault on a um, a tunnel that a, leads to essentially a tunneling machine that's like in use and you're going to point it at Arasaka Tower and go tunnel into the tower. You're going to like Ocean's 13 this shit. And so you, you do that. You know, I'm not going to go into a lot of the details. I know there's a few dramatic deaths in, in the <laughs> a lot of middle people there. And <laughs> like what the fuck people died. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you eventually get into like a good the half Koshi. of the clan die. Ooh. I don't know if it's that much, Jason. I, I kind of got the impression that it was more of a quarter, but, you know, potatoes, potatoes. Dead avocados, dead avocados. Um, and you throw in with this AI you met up with earlier. She separates you. You have this ending choice of uh, going back to your body and still dying later because your body is still rejecting your mind. Uh, yeah. Or staying staying with the AI and being part of, like, the AI collective, effectively. So this was a weird part to me because, uh, like, there's an AI who, you can get the help of Alt Cunningham and they can separate you from Johnny once you're inside Makoshi. But then, yeah, they're like, okay, now that we've separated you, we can put you back. But like, I don't know, the way they described it to me didn't make much sense because it was like, yeah, we can put you back, but we're not, like, your your mind is gone. But basically, Mm -hmm. we can load your psyche onto the relic. I was like, okay, so does that mean I'm still gonna die if, like, I'm taking over my body? And apparently, yes, because like she said, some bullshit like, you know, your body is now like recognized as Johnny Silverhand and it will like attack your psyche anyway and you'll melt down and die. And right. It's, it's... I thought this was dumb as hell. I was like, yeah. look, if you can separate us out, inject me into the relic, which is what was killing me, I should be alive, right? No, because fuck you. Right. They, they couldn't have any one ending be clear better. It, I mean, that's what it felt like they went for. So they still have to be, you know, ah, oh, you'll die because otherwise it's too good of an ending. And yet, despite that, because you know, there's the whole, like, you're going to die. Uh, all the scenes after that don't address, well, no, I, I take the back. They do address that very slightly with Pan Am and she's like, okay, we got doctors, we got contacts, we're going to try to figure this out for you, we're going to save you, and we're going to ride off into the sunset. And that's what you basically do. You grab your love interest and go, let's ride, baby. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. You can assault Arasaka Tower, just like you, or you and Rogue. Mm. Uh, 
<laughs> I haven't done this ending, so I'm just like reading from it. It's the one where you wake up in Night City some amount of time later, and the relic is just like killing. Hmm. Yeah, you just you basically just do nothing. You do some petty violence and vengeance, and uh, you're fucked anyway. Yeah, you fuck over Arasaka for killing you, but then you still die. Right. There's the secret ending where you kill yourself. <laughs> right. It's uh, called the Path of Least Resistance ending. And uh, after sitting there for enough time, uh, you uh, just literally take out your gun and blow your own brains out. Damn. Yep. Great. Does that work if you're not carrying a gun? I believe so. The game gives you a gun. Uh, it's during like a cutscene of like, take this gun and these pills and go up on the rooftop and think about, you know, your life. And so the gun's always there because it's part of like the cinematic. Uh, uh, and then there's, it's like the one where you assault Arasaka Tower, but you do that, but then you let V take over your body. Johnny? Johnny? Yeah, Johnny takes over V's body. And so the whole epilogue is like Johnny as a Night City legend and stuff and V is just dead mm, don't like disagree choose the nomads always choose the nomads I pick the best ending yeah like those all kind of suck yeah as I said they I definitely think they added the oh you're still gonna die to the nomad ending because the rest of the endings really aren't good either and if they made that one too happy even if with the uh, large losses to the aldecados uh, I think it would be far and away most people's pick I'm pretty sure it is still the most picked uh, ending path even with the way it is written that's uh that's the main plot hmm. like during this arc you have a chance to essentially like grow your relationship with johnny silverhand inside your brain or just to like fucking dicker at him i guess the whole time uh i mean even if you're friends with him you're gonna bicker at him but like he does at the end of the road have his own sort of like side quests as well it can be a whole thing there's an arc there yeah um some of the endings require you to have a high enough uh relationship with johnny uh this this is the this is the fucking worst so uh, i covered three of the relationships right judy pan am river mm -hmm. right the last relationship the male male relationship is with carrie they try their damnedest to make sure you don't end up with carrie they try real hard to make sure you don't end up carrying. How? Well, Carrie I, I, I asked this how. Mm, yep. So all the other characters you meet either immediately after act one, some of you even meet, you know, you meet Judy in act one. As act two starts, Judy is one of your main, you know, find Evelyn sends you immediately to Judy. Uh, find what's his nut who knows about the relic sends you to rogue who requires you to go help Pan Am. Those are like main ish story quests. River is a side quest that you can run into in Act 2. To meet Carrie, you have to be in Act 3. You have to have done a mission where you let V take, or you let Johnny take over V's body. Mm, okay. So so if you hate Johnny and don't let him take over your body, you will never meet Carrie. It, Carrie, the, and the guy that something. was in the band with Silverhand. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, he's part of Samurai, the Silverhand's band. Uh, all right. Like, I just looked up the character. Like, I didn't, like, Carrie's just a name. Like, I hadn't seen him. Like, yeah, I didn't realize that it was the dude in the fucking band. The game tries to keep him from you. Like, you you literally, where you are in the game, cannot meet him yet. You have to get through the whole... And you know. I'm sure we could, like, fill up a whole goddamn episode about capital G gamers and uh, won't rail on them too hard, but, like, just, like, I, I can see that sort of mindset in terms of, like, you know, both the lesbian and the straight male option, effectively, uh, being part of the main storylines, the women being part of the main storylines, and, you know, 
River being kind of shuttled off to the side and then the, you know, the male-male relationship being goddamn buried. And it's just, oh, this just makes me even more cynical than I already am. Now, uh, so I, I was uh, like, I was upset at the first Mass Effect that I couldn't sleep with Garrus because he's the only one I wanted to sleep with because I wanted me some weird Mantis man. And then finally in the third one, when I got the chance playing as, you know, a male shepherd, that's the first thing I did. First romance, motherfucking Garrus. So if you would have given me the option to sleep with Johnny's former bandmate, knowing that Johnny was in my head, I absolutely would have done that. Out of the gate. <laughs> Out of spite. Just yeah. absolute spite. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I'm glad to hear that, like, Johnny has some character growth or something, because one of the complaints that I have, and if we're talking about side quests, we can get to it now, I guess, but him as a character through, like, especially from where I'm at, like, he goes from being an alright dude and, like, making sense and talking normally to being an absolute cunt at the drop of a hat and like it doesn't feel like the same character yeah uh part of that is the non-linearity of the quests right yeah like in some quests he's pretty all right but because you can do most quests in a very different order he might go from being all right to being an asshole especially if you do like an entire quest line so like if you get to the end of you know pan am's or judy's quest line you've gone through so much much with these people that like Johnny is often by the end of the quest line more like all right yeah you know being yeah. a normal person like hey these are people we've helped they've helped us great and then you go start a new one and it's like I've never met this person they suck Rah! yeah and he just sucks all over again it's fucking ain't great yeah so uh, something you said Jason sparked uh, so like I guess the biggest draw now that I've played and beaten cyberpunk of this game has definitely been like the side stories and the like NPCs that you get to go through a lot of shit with uh, and you know come out the other side and you know uh, explore these stories with it reminds me of why people uh, have such high regard for say Mass Effect 2 in that like it's such a story uh, that just focuses on the crew that's like the big there, there's a narrative arc behind it but like the meat of the game is like essentially fixing these problems and these you know interesting characters that you run into and there was a similar vibe I was getting with cyberpunk as I was playing it meeting up with some of these characters yeah and I enjoyed it like that part of it I really enjoyed <laughs> it's okay so the base systems of the game for me are mostly fine a lot of the like combat and you know going around places and all that stuff looting and all that fine it's not like revolutionary or anything it's a first person action stuff it's fine yeah and then yeah that some of the side quests are just great there's ones that like and they're not even like there's ones that are like you could miss easily it's like i want to ask does the fucking monk go anywhere the monk the meditation oh yes but no yeah like if i find him all over the city like what's what's the end of that fucking you end up just like like. on a cliff overlooking the city and he just like dips forever oh dude meditates himself into nirvana and you're like all right dang it uh but what is his name the sentient vending machine the what anyway there's a vending machine who talks to you what yeah oh my god he has a whole quest line That, that sounds awesome. It is. Oh my God. It's the best. As he's just like, <laughs> this chipper has like, and he, you know, you talk to him like a person and he responds like a person, but like he gives you like chips and shit. <laughs> 
Well, golly, V, no one's ever stopped to talk to me before. Here, have a delicious beverage. And he's great. And you meet his only other friend who's, uh, like, hooker. And she's, like, you know, uses him as, like, a way to talk out her problems because her life sucks. And, like, then he gets taken away. He's, like, being repossessed because he's not supposed to be, like, talking to people. <laughs> and, like, so you go to try to save him. It's a whole thing. And it's so easy to miss this quest. Yeah, I, I haven't found that. That sounds fucking... Nope, me neither. That sounds awesome. Yeah, there's just shit like that in there. And you're like, there is some great stuff. Uh, Delamain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and I don't know if it goes anywhere at this point um, because the uh, the AI that runs the luxury cab company, like Delamain, um, you like kind of befriend and eventually uh, some of his cars start going haywire and he calls you for help. And you go track down his cars and they all are like different emotions. So like there's rage, which is just- Motherfucker! Yep, driving around fucking hitting people. There's like the fucking sad one that's just like sitting there and not talking. Just like, or he's going around in a circle. Like, I guess I'll go back. Oh no, no, no! That's not the sad one. The sad one's the one that's on the edge of the. Oh water, right, the suicide one. Suicide. Yeah. There's fucking Glados. <laughs> Yeah, there's just straight up GLaDOS. Yep, it's just lines from Portal oh, the God. whole time. <laughs> and what pissed me off the most about that one was because this game has so much jank in it. Uh, I was doing a dialogue with somebody in the main quest, and so it was firing off the main quest dialogue and also trying to fire off the GLaDOS dialogue, and I was like missing both of it. Ooh. And then I just, you know, that was it. That was it. It was terrible. Uh, I think the uh, the Delamain that hated the flamingos was probably my favorite because that one was just bad shit crazy. Yeah, you just have to go run over lawn flamingos. Or you can do what I did and just get out and shoot them. That also works. <laughs> as long as they die, that's all she cares about. So you go back to the cab, which is the, the cab company. His workshop is now totally locked down as the uh, fragments of his personality are all arguing with himself. And you have the option on what to do with them. And this upset me because my tech wasn't high enough to um, like let everyone come together. Aww. Yeah, I had to reset it, which I fucking hate that is not what I wanted to do. But that's where I was at in the game. That's life, right? So Delamain forgets you, but wrote himself a note reminding him who you are. And then he calls and asks what it means to be human if you're driving in his car. Or like if you drive the cabs around because that's the quest item you get. He gives you a, a Delamain cab, which I always drive because they go fast enough, they handle okay, and they take a fucking beating. But he will call and just like has some lines about what he thinks it means to be a human, which are fucking choice. Is he? He's just like waxing philosophically and V's like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> He's like, what does it mean to love? He's like, that's a fucking deep one, dude. <laughs> once I let, once I know, I'll let you, once I find out, I'll let you know. It has to do with a military lady and a bunch of strap-ons. <laughs> and I believe the highest base melee weapon damage in the game. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, fuck yes. Uh, yeah, I like, there's a ton of just random characters and side quests that are actually really interesting. Uh, uh, you know, and so like that's that's what I really enjoyed about the game. Yeah, yeah, we could certainly go on about that for a while, but you know, if you have any interest in the game, uh, even after hearing our litany of spoilers, uh, go give it a shot in that way and just explore Night City. Take your time. That said, um, I do want to go through my glitch list because holy shit, this is one of the buggiest games I have ever played. I can say without hyperbole that I have ever played played. Interesting. Yeah. Um, 
I, for one, had a few classics, like characters that wouldn't animate, like when they were walking, so they would just like slide over the ground or like their lips would not move. There's no mouth flaps when they were talking. I had that one. I had a few T poses for dominance. <laughs> a lot of texture popping. Mm-hmm. A lot of blurry blobs that would just suddenly become human. Uh, they were just like, oh, that's a horrifying mannequin. Oh no, that's just the guard to afterlife. Every time I went to afterlife, he was a horrible blob. Uh, there were objects that were like set down in the wrong place and then would like snap to their correct location just randomly. Uh, models that were holding like, I remember early on there, I had a conversation with Jackie and he was like eating some food from a vendor and like the food was just like clipping through his hand the entire time. So it was just like skewering his hand and he was just, just eating it. Uh, and on the reverse of that, we had models that sometimes uh, failed to just pick things up. Like a dude that was supposed to clearly drink a soda and he would put his hand on the soda and his hand would be cupped and he'd just have his empty hand come up to his mouth and put it back down where the can was. So just like the can was stuck to the ground, uh, the table. And aside from that like glitch animation stuff, I did have uh, a few crashes um, a few times when I was trying to just log on to the game. Uh, once I did have one of the famous uh, death boots where I was killed in combat and the game just booted me out of the game, which is kind of hilarious when it happens. You got killed so hard the game crashed? Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I sucked that bad. It's like, no more cyberpunk for you. The game's like, you need to take a break. <laughs> Nobody dies there. Uh, there was this point, and it, it just had to be some sort of like dubbing fix, where I was having a conversation with an NPC on a relatively minor plot line, and uh, it, it was a different voice actor that said a line from this guy that just like, appar- I don't know, I guess it had to be added later or something, but it was a distinctly different person talking, even though it was just the one character talking to me. Weird. Yeah. And uh, the biggest one, uh, it was one of the main quests. You have to uh, assault a mall, essentially, for the voodoo boys. And uh, it's meant to be a stealth mission, or it can be, I should say. It can be attacked as a stealth mission. I'm sure Jason just ran in there with a sword, but I decided, you know what, I'm gonna be solid snake for this one. And at some point, uh, a lot of the doors lock, and you have to sneak around uh, and go to an access point and like then go through another locked door but I went to the locked door that I was supposed to go through and it was just still locked so I was essentially just trapped in the mall all the doors were locked and that was it like I tried reloading I tried resetting my game I tried resetting a computer I looked online just to make sure I wasn't a fucking idiot and apparently a lot of other people had this issue too and I tried all their suggestions and it was a long ass mission I must have killed an hour trying to troubleshoot this shit so <sighs> yeah oh shit I got I got more apparently uh every time I switched clothes uh which you have to you know switch clothes to stay current up for your armor do you uh, I would briefly I mean you know if you don't want to be gunned down instantly in late game I don't know how much armor actually matters but anyway every time I switched armor and clothes uh my character's naked model would flash for a brief second before being clothed again which you know that's great I mean e- how else are you gonna put on clothes you gotta take the old ones off first <laughs> That's just realism. It's just science. That's just, that's immersion into your gameplay. <laughs> yeah, right. The very last mission with the tank, Jason, this is hilarious. It's like, all right, get in the tank and we'll go assault Arasaka. The tank was 45 degrees into the earth. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And I jumped into the tank expecting, all right, it'll 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 correct itself. It'll like snap back out. No, no. I was literally just like looking into the ground. I was like, oh, okay. That's amazing. And so fortunately, I was able to just load and 
save and load that one and when I loaded it you know came back in the correct orientation but it was just magical like even on the final mission and and even better during the epilogue when we're like driving away from Night City the old uh the old cowboy guy the handlebar mustache and the hat he's saying his goodbyes to you part of the part of the caravan well not really goodbyes because you're gonna be with this clan anyway he he, he was just like t-posing and clipping through his car <laughs> just to the very end to the very end glitches fucking everywhere good lord how long is that that was like five minute glitch. this game is buggy as fuck and i played on the pc so i don't even want to know what ps4 and xbone users have to go through with this bullshit oh well ps4 is unplayable Gen- so- genuinely and truly <laughs> yeah like it, it it doesn't run um i ran into uh no mouth flaps early on like first five minutes early on when you are in night city as the street kid you get in a car ride with a padre uh, one of the fixers, the very early ones. And you're in the back of the car with him and he like leans over to speak, but his mouth isn't moving. And I don't know if we've got some weird like fucking brain link. He's just talking in my head or if his mouth is supposed to be moving because it happened so fucking early. And I've had it once or twice since with like a line of dialogue. I have had the uh, texture pop in where it's uh, people walking on the street are uh, just like a weird flesh mass and then a face shows up a lot with cars where it's um a wad of polygons and then suddenly it's a car (laughs) uh which i find it happens more if i leave a building and i'm walking down the street it doesn't really happen when i'm driving although like i could be wrong about that i suppose and then uh i get some weird physics shit where like a car will hit a curb and it'll like instead of just like popping up a little bit it'll just like bounce like a fucking some hydraulics in a lowrider or uh occasionally if i load in then uh as the all the shit just like drops into place some of the uh like garbage around the physics will collide and a bit will just shoot off but I haven't had anything like game breaking. Like it hasn't crashed on me. It runs just fine. A little physics shit aside, like the pop in is, uh, it's not great, but it's not, it's only models. Now I don't, I keep the, uh, like crowds on whatever the default setting was. So like, I haven't played with it to see if like, if I turn it up, how bad does it get? Or if I turn it down, is that better? I don't know. I am curious about that sort of thing, too. Like, if somebody plays this on a high-end PC, because my PC is, at this point, mid to low range, uh, has some has some issues with the motherboard. Like, Jason, you have a decent rig, right? I have almost no issues with the game. Yep. In terms of, like, glitches and stuff. Pop-in is, like, texture pop-in's almost never present. Like, it is hard for me to, you know, see a thing before it loads in. Uh, weird physics. Uh occasionally trash will be weird when it like loads in i've never really had like i've definitely had nothing game breaking ever yep so like i know that i'm an outlier on one direction like i have had less bugs than most people hold on hold on hold on Mm -hmm. uh if my time on the internet has taught me anything it's that because you didn't have any issues the game uh, released just fine and no one is having any issues they're all just fucking lying about it yeah clearly (laughs) uh which was uh, funny that you were like this is one of if not the most the most buggy game you've played and i'm like nah i've played at least like four other things for this podcast if not like a half dozen that i can just immediately were more buggy right fallout 76 happened folks you can't deny it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like i'm curious what kind of uh like what's your machine like because i don't think I i don't know like uh i don't know I mean, that's one of the problems with PCs is because 
there's so many different parts, it can be very hard uh, to tell what's causing what in between machines, uh, which I know is why part of why developers like console is that they, you know, it's very locked down. You know what you're developing yeah, for. Yeah. Whereas PC, it's, you know, scattershot. Uh, but speaking of consoles, like, as you said earlier, it got taken down from the PS4 store. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as much as I've enjoyed my time with this game and haven't run into errors, I can say right now, don't play this on console. No. It, if you think you like the idea of this and you want to play it, don't play it on console. Yes, I'm including PS5 and Xbox Series whatever. Do not play this game on console. No. Mm-mm. Look, they even run on uh, current-gen console hardware, but if you're trying to get like playable performance, play it on a PC. We finally got our PC exclusive. Wait. <laughs> it was Monster Hunter World, right? As far as I'm concerned. Other than, you know, that game came out how many months You know, after? shut your face. <laughs> and then all the updates. Blah, yeah. blah, so, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, aside from all the, the bugs that you may or may not experience, why were people so angry about this game? Oh, boy. Well, they delayed it. And so, obviously, that means we all must mass together and send them death threats. Yeah. I think a large part of it has to do... There's women in it, so obviously we must all get together and send them death threats. <laughs> With, and, and like, well, I, I can't get away from this because I've called Todd Howard the master of lies, and I, you have to apply that here. <laughs> um, they, they marketed the hell out of their game. Yeah. They did it well. They knew what they were doing, and they got people hype. A lot of people were expecting a game that was going to revolutionize the game industry, which is like, dumb it's very dumb i don't know why you would ever expect that but they let people believe it (laughs) the hype train blowing itself until it's all out of proportion yeah yeah and so they fed into those ideas and well then it got delayed and then it got delayed again and people started freaking out oh is it started getting memed is it ever gonna come out blah 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 and then it does come out and its release was uh, bad, right? Like, because of the release on the PS4 and them having to give refunds and then take it down, because it was broken on console. Well, it was fucking broken on PC too, right? It wasn't like, that bad. It, 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 yes, but, like, it was it was a rough launch all over. It was a fucking shitstorm on a console. Yeah. Well, even, like, with uh, Sony, where... Um, CD Projekt Red puts out a press statement. Uh, yeah, it's on Sony, and Sony's like, the fuck? Did they really try that? Yeah, they did. Like, wow. And that's just fascinating. It's like, the the console with the largest installed user base. Let's just neglect that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, part of this comes down to, and like, oh boy, more stuff. Uh, the poor uh, ending development and heavy crunch that the game was under at the its whole last year, as they tried tried to get it ready for PS4, uh, Xbox One, PS5, Xbox Series, and PC, and they clearly didn't have the resources for that. Ah, but remember, they said their QA team tested it on PS4s and Xbones, and it worked just fine. They weren't experiencing any of these issues. Yeah, <laughs> they can lie. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was a lie. Like, you have to test it. <laughs> but, you know, uh, they, in, you know, 
a period of time where it's oh boy <laughs> companies are now being called out for the um shitty practice that is crunch like it's a shit thing to do to your devs yep yes. as uh, uh, somebody who lives in silicon valley who has experienced crunch uh it is the worst the worst it'll break you mentally well yeah that's why bioware actually had a, a name for that they were uh, stress casualties literally oh, internal documents that. refer to them as that wow yeah wow games industry sucks uh, uh, uh. Uh, but so as you know people are finally tuning into oh this is actually how your games are made and it's kind of shitty for developers uh cd project red was like hey everyone gets to work 80 hour weeks and you're like two weeks na 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 weeks you don't get to leave until cyberpunk <laughs> is done and like just do you do you understand the the themes of the setting you are exploring you know fuck the corpos you fucking crunch monsters wow yeah but it's, no it's cool you get to have sword arms and have sex with hookers and it's the future the future i did enjoy their one thing where they uh uh they they told capital g gamers not to worry that it wouldn't be political which was honestly one of the worst press releases i've ever seen <laughs> because like yeah. it you're they were one using political in the way that you know the capital gg gamers are using political in that there's women with like character or just women in our game that's too political yep but like <laughs> it's it's cyber it's, it's like cyberpunk oh my god the setting demands it be political yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's no way around corporate dystopia. Yup. That's the setting. That's, that's Check the, the readings. <laughs> that checks out. Uh, I mean, I know there's a whole host of stuff that they had wanted to include and didn't for a fucking litany of reasons, right? Like, uh, they either didn't have the time or they had started and they couldn't finish it or it wasn't working. So they pulled it to get a finished product out, whatever. But I'm not sure if at any point they had added, like, I wanted some, like, net running sections i wanted to fucking jack into a system try and fucking break the ice like it, that wasn't in there at all I don't think that ever was. It might have been, you know, conceptually when they started, but I don't think they it ever made it in as a actual thing. Which, like, there there's absolutely stuff missing from the game that I could just like basic things that shouldn't be too hard to implement. But well, it's like I had asked you fairly early on. I was like, "Is there any customization for the cars?" And you're like, "Nah." I'm like, well, that right. fucking sucks. Car customization or just like haircuts? It's, yeah, you yeah. Can't... I don't think you can change your appearance at all. Nope, you can't change. V's appearance after the character creator. The character creator's not bad. There's actually, like, the hilarious amount of eye options and stuff if you want to have, like, weird heart eyes or whatever. You know what, though? I don't have code vein levels of face personalization. That's true. It, you only get, like, three pubic hair options, and I was fucking upset about that. Uh, there are mods that add a lot more of Oh, no, I'm sure. <laughs> and I wasn't actually upset about it. Like, I would have liked to have seen more if you're going to give me the option. Like, let me go some choices, but, fuck, it's whatever. But, yeah, it's, like, even if you can't do a full customization over like which you realistically should be able to there are characters in the game that like are uh there's there's what there is a couple specific ones there is a trans character yep uh claire claire and she's honestly handled uh really well like she you know had a past relationship she has a side plot where you can go on essentially death races combat races with her oh which are okay so 
stupidly easy. Uh, she has, you know, just a trans flag on the back of her truck. And uh, if you do certain things in her quest line, you can actually obtain the truck. And so I mm -hmm. ran around in the trans rights truck for the rest of the game after, you know, finishing that, which is pretty cool. I still haven't gone to uh, her place to do any of her stuff. Because it's races. We, yeah, because it's races. <laughs> Bruh, just do Pan Am's quest line and get the Batmobile and you'll fucking win every race. Yeah, all right. Did you get the Batmobile? I'm sorry, there's a Batmobile. <laughs> in one of Pan Am's side quests, there is a cave that has a black supercar in it. Oh my god, what the fuck? And when no, you jump in it, not. it switches to your ownership. So you now just have this black supercar from a cave. It's the Batmobile. Um, and it's Man, like- I missed all the good stuff. Missed the sword, <laughs> missed the Batmobile. I left Goro die. Man, this sucks. <laughs> so yeah, you just Batmobile. And like, it is stupid fast. It's so fun that like, the you know, race goes three, two, one, go. And by the time you're to like, even the first turn, you are past every. You're just, <laughs> hello, goodbye. And then you lose control of your vehicle because you're going way too fast. Uh, <laughs> Woo! And there's another quest where a, uh, I think it's the bartender for the El Coyote uh, wants to, uh, to investigate his wife. And I'm trying to remember because I didn't do this in my second playthrough. So I'm having to remember back like six months because he thinks she's cheating on him. She's seeing a doctor because uh, she replaced like her entire body. Oh. Yeah. she She's just like a different person. Oh. And she was afraid because she was like, oh, if we have kids, they're not going to necessarily look like they're not gonna look like me because like I've replaced basically my entire body over the course of many years damn interesting yeah so like there's some really kind of interesting like okay uh, that was what I wanted to say about Adam Smasher right um, it it bugged me playing through this game that you don't have uh, like some more ghost in the shell kind of shit right like hmm. you have the opt like if you're basically just like a brain case with some like meat bits right I, I wanted to see like the far extreme of that where it's just like a brain in a jar on a little fucking trolley that just like scoots around you know like I wanted to see more of like full on military spec just like fucking basically a Gundam with a human brain or some like weird shit like where's a like fucking techno spider doing some fucking rave where like you don't need human parts so yeah. why fucking bother which is like more of the stuff I wanted to see but like I did and I've never played the tabletop like I don't know that that's a thing but like I would assume so with like the uh, maelstrom dudes who are like headed down that path where there's just like they look less and less human because they keep swapping more and more of their parts that were like some of the dudes don't even have faces anymore it's just like fucking bits of metal and neon and shit yeah I uh that's what Elsa touched on or like the very beginning the cyberpunk genre it really sets up for a lot of those questions of you know what is being human when you now have the option to do what you want like yeah and you know they but, they shuffle around a lot of that they run into that conflict a little with johnny like is johnny a person he he's a he's, he's a chip in your brain right but he's also he's not like a, a fully sentient construct <laughs> yeah nah, he's just rom man <laughs> so i i do wish that there had been a bit more actual like philosophical debate and kind of some of the weirdness that you can do with this 
setting. Uh, I wanted to talk about some of the systems too, like uh, the looting. Uh, also, when you were talking about like the armor, mm-hmm. where it stands, the armor that I'm wearing is V's jeans and V's favorite T-shirt because they don't look stupid. They look like they go together, and I just upgrade them. I refuse to swap them out. He just okay, keeps upgrading them. <laughs> these are uh, items because there are some items, the iconic items. I assume V's stuff is iconic since nope. you can't upgrade it. Mm-mm. What's the difference between iconic and not then? It costs more to upgrade. Oh, okay. That's uh, just the, the rarity. Once you uh, get everything up to like the top tier, it's uh, quote unquote iconic and it just costs more. Now, uh, as I was telling Jason, like, if... um... mm. no, go on. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's actually true. Um, there were just certain items that you're introduced to that are already iconic. And I thought I remember, maybe I'm misremembering about them being easier to upgrade. Oh, that, I guess... I'm not sure like that that very well could be the case. I don't think it is, but I don't know. I, I was telling Jason the point. Uh, yeah, that um, because I've seen people's character models in the game where it's just like, you know, a bright cowboy hat, tutu, and like a fucking whatever, just like some ridiculous shit that you can wear for the, you know, like, because it has good stats. And I don't want to do that. I think it's dumb. I want my character to look good. You know, good's debatable, but like, I like the way that the outfit looks. And I have played a, a handful of games or like you can upgrade your starting equipment to be like the best shit that ends up in the game. And this is not <laughs> the case for this, but I'm still upgrading his starting gear just in case. I like it. And I looked it up and iconic just means it has a unique mod on it that is not found on anything else. So mm. I played the entire game through with that misunderstanding thinking you could only really upgrade iconic stuff. Oh, well. Yeah, no, you can upgrade Stupid like everything. Elsa. Uh, which when, you know, my first playthrough, when you have a uh, crafting ability of three, upgrading is right out. <laughs> which uh, you yep. wanted to touch on, and I think it, it's uh, an interesting because I've seen people complain about this. Mm, yeah, dollars. Yep. What dollars? You don't get money. You just have all the money, literally all the time. It's everywhere. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> no, no. I uh, the most I had was like um, however much I needed to buy the top tier gorilla arms. That is the most amount of cash I've ever had on me. And like for the life of me, I, I don't know where it goes. Fairly, I was fairly poor most of the time as well. My first playthrough. I got a ton of money, uh, got my legendary blade arms eventually, uh, which I didn't even have to pay for. What up? There's a side quest where you get them. Hmm. Uh, and then I just sold, you know, all my guns forever because I was blade arms. Why would I need these? I ended up with several million dollars. The fuck? Lord. What was I supposed to do with it? Well, buy some candy bars. I mean, I bought stuff. I bought every legendary cyberware in the game because I could. I would, you know, my... I I'd have like some terrible guns because you had to have stuff in those slots. And then I would slide over to my cyberware and it would just be all orange. And I would just be like, I am the machine. <laughs> it was a great time. Uh, and my second playthrough, yeah, I was a hacker woman and I just had all the money forever. Cause you go up to like vending machines and you do this stupid hacking mini game and you get just dollars, so many dollars. Like you get several thousand just for doing that. And there's places in the game where you can do like seven to 10 of those just like in a row. Shit. Yeah, see, like, uh, if I wasn't punching dudes, I was, uh, I was using a normal pistol, and, uh, you both know how my aim is, so, um, as soon as I got one of the, uh, smart pistols to just get my, uh, Titanfall on, uh, oh my god, that thing, oh my god, it is so fucking good, especially because, you know, like, um, specking towards, uh, headshots or just, like, doing crits with a fucking pistol, so, like, even enemies with a skull next to them, I've ranted about 
this before, so I'm not doing it here. Enemies with the fucking skull, like, I can still take out fairly easily. Like, sure, they just, like, fucking splatter me if they look at me, but... Ooh, I can at least drop one or two of them before I get murdered. Fucking dead eye over here. I ended up, uh, you know. <laughs> I got hacks. I, though, I might have not... mentioned this before. <laughs> I call hacks. <laughs> I used swords most of the time because I heard people saying about this game that like one of the number one complaints was that the gunplay was kind of eh, not so great. So I just picked up a sword and said, you know what? I'm gonna just chop everybody. And so I chopped everybody. It was okay. It was kind of fun. Really, I just approached this game more as a visual novel slash story heavy RPG open world kind of thing and the combat elements were just kind of something I had to do to get from point A to point B. Oh yeah I mean so my first playthrough as I said I uh, was sword arm blendomatic and by the end of the game like I had bumped the difficulty up to the highest tier of difficulty just because. It's not a difficult game. It is not and it still didn't matter like I when I would go into combat and then go into rage mode I had like something like 95% just damage reduction. So things would hit me and it would just be like, oh, cool. I have a thousand hit points. You can shoot me for five hit points at a time. Fuck. And whenever I kill someone, I heal 500. Great. Let's go to war. <laughs> that sounds like bullshit. <laughs> it was. I slaughtered many a people. Murder vampire. <laughs> And then, you know, the other side, I would never even enter combat. I would just hack their brain. Just give them the old Dark City. Sleep. No, no, no. no. I would upload them with the virus suicide. They'd pull a gun out and cap themselves. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Die. Just, yeah, I was I was kind of thinking, like, you, you were wandering through this uh, cityscape as Dr. Manhattan just exploding dudes with your mind. Yeah, you know, you drop suicide on two dudes because it spreads. And then you hit the rest of them with uh, legendary play and you just watch as they just it rips through them all and if you're feeling spicy you give one of them cyber psychosis so they start killing each other that is like that's the darkest option oh my god oh yeah they have no idea what's going on but two of them just killed themselves two of them just freaked out and started trying to kill everyone else and everyone's vomiting and dying and then your character just walks in like look at what i have wrought i can't wait for the future gonna be the future soon fuck Ah, uh, 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 really quick. Else? Yeah, I wanted to talk about the music. Um, more specific, like uh, I don't really have any uh, complaints about the radio stations. Like some of them are all right. Yeah. More like they don't have the kind of music that I would have expected them to have. Which, uh, Jason, I know you and I were talking about this before. Looking for like that fucking synth retro wave, which just isn't in there. What the fuck? Yeah, I tried to find as much punk rock as I could because you know that seemed to fit, but. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, which, I mean, is clearly a choice by them to go more towards the rocker style, you know, with samurai than to go into the, you know, kind of uh, futurism that we think of. There's a couple of radio stations that do. They're just not like, not that. Yeah. Overall, I like the sound design pretty well. Uh, Jank aside, I don't think we talked about the graphics. Oh, if you can actually push them, they're very good. (laughs) They will also devour whatever card you put in front of them. If can, am good. Yeah, no, that sounds right. Well, recommendations? I mean, I kind of think we already kind of went through it, but if you want to put a tagline on it. Uh, uh, I'll kick this one off. Uh, Yes, yes, I haven't finished this game. I recommend it if you're playing it on PC. Uh, I've been thoroughly enjoying it uh i waited um because like we talked about doing this when it launched but i didn't want to play it because i wanted to wait for them 
to release some patches so I could play it in a more playable state where like because I want I wanted to play this game like it looked good I, I didn't quite buy into the hype like everybody because of what we do we know better don't get hype you're just gonna get your heart broken that's life and like uh it come like I wasn't buyer like I wasn't objective coming into this like I wanted to like it it turns out I do actually like it which is nice especially like uh, and then looking at like the games that we have coming up it's it's nice to have a game I'm actually enjoying which is why I haven't beat it I was taking my sweet ass time with it and then like uh, last month was a clusterfuck for me doing stuff but whatever play it it's a good game find it on sale I'm sure it'll be on sale uh, if your PC can handle it uh, yeah yeah I uh, I basically have to go with uh, nearly the same thing I uh, as I said I've gone through the game twice now so I probably have like 90 hours in the game I played it at launch and I just played it again I can't tell you too many differences it's definitely more stable now but uh, also they fixed some things like crafting good lord you used to not be able to craft multiple items at once which was just a shit show this is terrible but uh so they've 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 definitely improved some stuff it is more stable now um but yeah i'm kind of in a weird spot and it's this is episode 100 we're doing it because it's you know one of the biggest stories of the last while and people have constantly recommended it and now they're probably uh, a bit let down because i like the game (laughs) there's enough side quests with interesting characters and great moments that i really like is the game perfect no is it better than almost every single thing we play yes so like playing this for the podcast was uh as jake said a real treat because it's like sandwiched by things that really sucked and are gonna continue to suck I can't recommend this game for console. I didn't play it on console, and I know that there are significantly more issues. So my recommendation obviously has to come with the, I played it on PC. All the people I know who have played it have played it on PC, and that's clearly where it runs best. But yeah. Uh, Sorry, cyberpunk haters. Um, (laughs) I'm going to make it three for three because, you know, you you see this coming from what I had been saying earlier, but I I enjoyed the game. Um, I enjoyed the, the right and character writing and the dialogue and the performances honestly were really good um uh, i gotta cut in really real quick uh female v fucking nails it she's pretty good male v is not she's... bad female v she nails it but, uh, if you enjoy open-ended rpgs you know it'd been a while since i had sunk my teeth into like a big rpg because you know i just don't have time to really immerse myself into games as much as i used to so this was kind of kicking me back to the old days when like i played through mass effect series five times in a row uphill both Uh, ways (laughs) yeah a little bit so that sort of exactly the moments the characters that sort of thing the combat and the driving it's it's serviceable you know it does what it has to do it's not gonna blow your mind there definitely times this game drags because it is an open world game uh that just comes with the territory and on the whole if you're pc if you think it can handle it give it a whirl if it sounds interesting to you well, shit. I would ask what we do now, but we've gone a while. <laughs> it's half it's the fine. time of Kingdom Hearts. Yup, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. Uh, so in lieu of emails for this time, it being episode 100, uh, I wanted to uh, 
take a moment and just uh, ask you guys. I don't know anything. Uh, anything extra special stand out? Either games we played or moments from the uh, last 100 episodes. Uh, I uh, I was actually just literally today talking with uh, someone about the progress we've made as a podcast. I mean, uh, when we first, you know, our first episode with uh, Alex, um, we recorded that on one microphone mm-hmm. at like a kitchen table with it just suspended between the three of us yeah and like you could go back and listen to it don't it like it sounds like we recorded it on a single mic at a kitchen table between the three of us yeah, <laughs> yeah. like exactly that i uh <laughs> i i truly appreciate how far we've come with the both tech and time to put into to make it actually sound good yeah uh, i am floored at um the the people that listen uh, like because you know like when we started it, it went out and what was like that first the first month our downloads we had what eight yeah and like we're not huge by any means but like not, not only do we get to see where the downloads are coming from uh, on a country basis which is like fucking yeah. boggles the mind like how is it that you people are even finding us but then like when we get emails from people from all over that's so fucking good all fucking eight of those downloads were me. Surprise, motherfuckers. I just really like that Shaq Fu episode. Um, no, I, told, I was in it for the warlock. Uh, I, I, I have probably told you at some point, I miss the emails where... Um, the the most obscure yeah, shit yeah, yeah. like is you would write in as but uh also the like D D stuff uh, i like those that was a lot of fun and just from my part of it uh thanks for having me honestly i i was kind of trepidatious or a word like that when i first approached jason about hey so do, do you want to do a guest spot and it was it was just so fun i mean it was infuriating sonic unleashed was horrible and i played the worst version <laughs> of the game even even the one built on the Sonic 06 engine. I believe Jason Sweet was Jesus. like, oh, my sister is going to join uh, us. And I was like, why the fuck would anybody want to do that? <laughs> hey, we've conned a couple people onto this show. Yeah. Those dumbasses. God, they didn't want to do it. We yeah. suckered them into it. But uh, it's. It's been fun. It's, uh, I've also, you know, like grown as a creator and editor in that time as well. Got to plug my book like 40 million times. What book? I don't write books. That's a lie. <laughs> I would say I have it on my shelf, but I actually gave my copy to my sister when she was in town and I needed to buy another one. <laughs> oh, you don't Amazing. need to buy another one. I can give you another one. Oh, son no. of a bitch. <laughs> I'll Look, buy I it. know where a stack of oh, them God. lives. <laughs> yep, yep. Like, I don't know how many purchases your book has, but half of them are our mom. I mean, probably a little high, but, you know, probably not wrong. A significant <laughs> chunk. She's a nice lady. She's a nice lady. <laughs> With a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready to uh, put a bow on episode 100? Yeah. 100 episodes down. Um, it's it's uh, it's, a, it's a milestone. That's that's what I got to say about that. Uh, obviously, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to hear us talk about, thebadgamecast at gmail.com. We're on uh, every social media that same way. We stream on Twitch and... Uh, 
this special episode 100 shout out to the patreons everyone who you know supports us financially being able to do this it helps it really does yeah to uh, all of our patreon listeners uh, really and truly thank you well you can find me on twitter at jake prey you can find me on twitter at freya faust buy my book before my mom buys all the copies Well, for the bad game cast, I've been reading Elsa's book. I don't read. And I'm just Elsa. Good night, everybody! that for that was for like either vroom i think maybe i did that for holy shit i forgot about vroom that feels right right it's like <laughs> yeah. dude 100 episodes in i'm not sure how many i can name Ooh, we should totally do that and come up with some uh trivia mm, yeah